Kiddushin Daf Ayin Bet. The last thing we were discussing of how important the virtue, uh, the high regard of the lineage of Babel, the Yehus of, of Babel, and we went into discussing what is considered Babel in regards to lineage. And the Gemara actually went into geographical spots to, to, to show you what's considered Babel in regards to lineage. And with that, we're starting Ayin Bet Amud Aleph, seven lines in, last word on the line where it says Amar. So now we're really on the eighth line. It says Amar Ami Bar Abba. Habil Yama Techilta de Babel. Habil Yama, it's a place. It is the Techelet of Babel, meaning it's the best place when it comes to lineage. Shunya Vegubia, those two places are Techilta de Habil Yama. They're the best neighborhoods in Habil Yama in regards to the lineage. Rabina Amar. Af Tzitzora, even Tzitzora is a good place in Habil Yama in regards to lineage. Tanya Miachi, we have a baratah like that. Hanan ben Pinchas Omer, Habil Yama Techilta de Babel, Shunya Vegubia Vetzitzora, all three Techilta de Habil Yama, the best neighborhoods in Habil Yama. And Amarav Papa Vehaidinan, today, Yarave Behukutae, the Kutim, these are families that are not uh, completely Jewish. During the time of Sanhariv, he brought them into Israel, and they sort of like fake converted, just out of fear of the lines that were being sent at them. So now that they got mixed up with these families, therefore these areas are not considered the top lineage. And the Gemara says, it's not true, rather, the truth is that the Kutim wanted to marry a woman from there, and they obviously didn't give him that girl, didn't let him get married to that girl. So he came out with a rumor that, oh, everything got mixed over there and there's family of Kutim. And that's why uh, that's why that rumor came out. But it's not true. They're really good families. And, so, and uh, some explain the opposite, that in order to get that girl, they uh, they, set, they started a rumor to, to lower the level of how, uh, how high their Yehush was and still didn't work for them. My Habil Yama, where is this place Habil Yama? So Amar Papa Zo Perat de Bursi. It's just Perat of the area called Bursi. That's where it is today. Hahu Gabra de Amar Lehu Ana Min Shot Meshot. A person said, I'm from a place called Shot Meshot. Amar de Bits Haknafha Al Raglavi Amar Shot Meshot Ben Neharot Omede. This place Shot Meshot is between the Tigris and Euphrates River. And therefore, he's considered Kashir in regards to the lineage. So let's say it's in between the rivers. Who cares? So the area in between the rivers is considered exile. It's considered Babel in regards to lineage. The same way Pumpadita is Kasher for Yuhasin. Same thing. All the areas between both rivers. Where's this area called Shot Meshat? From the area Ihi Dekira and up. But the Gemara has a question. Didn't we say that Babel goes until the crossing of Gizma? So Amar Abaye Retsu'a Nafka. You're right, that crossing of Gizma is the border, but there is a little piece that sticks out, and that's Shot uh, Meshat, and over there is Kasher in regards to lineage. And Amarav Ika Bar Abin Amarav Hanel Amarav, 
Halzone Nihawand, Harehi Kagola, the area called Halzone Nihawand is considered exile Leu Hasin. It, it's considered Kasher, anyone who's there. And Amalehu Abaye Lotetzitule, don't listen to him. What's the real reason? He has a Yabama there. I guess his brother passed away with no kids, and his Yabama's from there. He wants to marry her. So he's saying it's Kasher Leu Hasin. And Amale atu didihi de Rav Hananelhi. Rav Ika said, I'm not the one who said it. It was Rav Hananel who said it in the name of Rav. So Azil Shailuha the Rav Hananel, they went to Rav Hananel and they said, did Rav really say that Chalzona uh, 1 is, is kosher in regards to uh, lineage? Amar lehu hachi amar Rav, this is what Rav said. Chalzona nihawan harehi kagolali hasin. He said it's considered, exile it's considered by Baal in regards to lineage. Like Rav Ika said, Upliga the Rav Abba Barkana, argues on Rav Abba Barkana, the Amar Rav Abba Barkana, my dikhtiv, on the fourth year of uh, King Hezkiah, Shalmanasar, the king of uh, Assyria, Ashur, he, uh, he captured Shomron and he brought the people to all these different places. Halah zo halzon, habor zo hadyab, nehar gozan zo ginzak, arem madai zo hamadan, vehavroteha. It's hamadan and the areas around it. The Amelan, some say, zo nihawan vehavroteha. It's now one and the area around it. My Havrote, what does that mean, uh, the, the area around it? The Havrote, it's friends. Amar Shmuel, Karach, the following cities are its friends, meaning the area around it. Mushri, Huski, Verumki, and Amar Biohanan, Vechulam, Lifsol. They're all no good in regards to lineage. And the problem over there was that Benoit Israel of the ten Shevatim. They we got married to uh, Goyim and Avadim, and either the, we hold that the child is a mamzer, and even if we hold that the child is not a mamzer, Ali he's considered a pagum. He's considered a child that is wounded, meaning there's something wrong with his uh, lineage. So now, on one hand, you tell me Hilazuna Wand is good. On the other hand, you tell me Hilazuna Wand is one of those areas where it's no good. So which one is it? So the Gemara explains. It sounds like you wanted to say that the place called Mushchi is the same place as Mushkene. Now the problem with that is We said Mushkene is considered good. So rather have to say Mushche and Mushkene are two different places. And it sounds like uh, whatever we mentioned in Melachim and whatever we're mentioning over here in the Gemara, two different places. Now, once we mention places like Hilzon and Hadiab, we're going to mention one of Daniel's dreams where he saw that four animals came up from the ocean. These are the four uh, kingdoms that will uh, rule over Bnei Israel. And the second animal he saw was the bear, which uh, is the kingdom of uh, Paras, Persia. And over there it says, Utlat ilain bepume benchine. It had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth. And Amar bi Yohanan, Zohazon hadiabun sivin, these three places, Shibamim bolatan, Upamim polatatan. Sometimes the, the Persians have that area, sometimes they don't have that area. 
and now it says ve'aru heva achorit nyanadam yaledov. It says the second animal looks like a bear. Tane Rav Yosef elu parsim. Those are the Persians. Shochlin v'shotin kedov. They eat and drink like a bear. Um surbelin kedov. They are full of um, uh, meat and flesh like a bear. Um gadolin se'ar kedov. They have a lot of hair like a bear. And they menuchak kedov. And they never have real rest like a bear. Rabbi Ami kiava haze parsa derachiv. When Rabbi Ami, whenever he saw a Persian person riding, Amar Hainu Duba Naida, that's a that's a moving bear. And Amar Le Rabbi Le Levi, Rabbi told Levi, Har any Parsim, can you please describe to me what the Persians are like? And Amar Le, so Levi explained to Rabbi, Domim Le Hayalot Shelbet David, they're like the army, like the the strong uh, uh, soldiers of David Amelech. Har any Habarin. Can you describe to me the Habarim, their uh, country that's near the, the Parsim? And he told, Levi uh, told him, Domine Malache Habala. He told them they're like angels of destruction. Hareni Ishmaelim, describe the Ishmaelim. Domine the Sa'irim Shel Betak, he said. They're like the Sa'irim goats, but really the Shedim of the bathroom, because the Ishmaelim also wear uh, dark clothing and they're like the Shedim. And Hareni Talmide Hachamim Shebe Babel. Can you please describe to me Talmide Hachamim Babel? And Levi told him, "Domim lemalachia shered." They're like angels. Ki havani han afshed Rabbi. When Rabbi was passing away, also a nevuah came into his mouth. Amar homania ika bebabel kula amonaehi. The place called Homania in Babel. It's all Ammonim, and you're not allowed to marry anywhere from anyone from there. Misgaria ika bebabel. The city Misgaria. They're all mamzerim over there. Be careful. Birka ika bebabel. The place called Birka in Babel. There's uh, brothers who keep on switching their wives with each other, and their children are probably mamzerim. Birta desatya ika bebabel. That city. Hayom sarum ahare hamakom. Today they decide to leave a kadosh baruchu. And the Rabbi explained, There was a pond that had a lot of fish on Shabbat. And they went and they they trapped fish. They went fishing on Shabbat. And Rabbi Ahai, Rabbi Shaya punished them. He put them all in harem. And they said, if that's the case, they don't want to stay Jewish anymore. Next, Rabbi continued his uh, nevuah. He said, "Akra de Agama, Ika be Babel. It's a city in Babel. Adabar Ahaba Yeshba. There's a rabbi over there. Adabar Ahaba. Hayom Yoshev bechikoshel Abraham. Today he's sitting in the lap of Abraham. Meaning today is his brit milah. Hayom nolad Rav Yehuda be Babel. And also Rav Yehuda was born today in Babel. De Amar Mork Shemet Rabbi Akiva nolad Rabbi. When Rabbi Akiva passed away, that was uh, when Rabbi was born." Kshemet Rabbi, when Rabbi passed away, Nolad Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda was born. Kshemet Rav Yehuda, Nolad Rabba, Kshemet Rabba, Nolad Rav Ashe, Lelamedcha, what's it coming to teach me? She'en tzaddik nifta min ha'olam, ad she'nibrat tzaddik emoto. The tzaddik does not pass away from the world until a tzaddik like him was born. She'nemar v'sarah ha'shemesh u'ba ha'shemesh. The rule from Kohelet is... The sun rises and then the sun sets, meaning there's a new tzaddik already in the world before the old tzaddik passes away. 
And Ad Shilokapta Shimsho Shil Eli, before Eli passed away, Zarha Shimsho Shel Shmuel Haramati, the son of Shemuel Shmuel Navi, it already rose. Shinemar Vener Elohim Terem Yichbe before the candle of God was extinguished, Ushmuel Shochev, and Shmuel's already in the Hechal of Hashem. And it says in Megillot Echatsiva, Shem Le'akob Sebibav Sarav. Hashem commanded that the enemies of Bnei Israel should continue being their enemies while they're in exile. Rav Yehuda Amar, Keron Homania Lefum Nahara. It's like that place called Homania, full of Ammonim, and it's right next to Pum Nahara, where all the Jews are. Meaning, they bothered us when we were in Israel; they're bothering us when we're in Babel also. Now it says in Yehoshkel, Vahiki Nabei, as I was prophesizing, Uflatyahu ben Benayahu met Vaipol alpanai Vaizaak kol gadol Vaomar aha Hashem Elohim. It says Pelatyahu ben Benayahu passed away, and Yehoshkel fell on his face and started crying. Ravu Shmuel, they explained why the why was he crying? Had Amar Tovasam say he was crying good. Had Amar he was crying bad. The one who said he was crying for good because a good person passed away. The one who said he was crying bad is because he passed away in a good way and he was such a bad person. According to the one who said he was crying for good because of the following story. The governor of the place called Meshan, he was the son-in-law of Nebuchadnezzar. And Shalah and the son-in-law sent to Nebuchadnezzar. You, you captured so many people in in Eretz Israel during the wars. You didn't send anything to us to serve us. We want slaves. So So Nebuchadnezzar wanted to send the Jews. Amale Pelatiao ben Benayao, so Pelatiao ben Ben Benayao told Nebuchadnezzar, Ananda Hashivina, and we're the important ones, Nekumika Mahacha, we should serve you over here. Vavdin and our slaves, Nizlulatam, they should go to Meshan. And that's exactly what happened. And Haskell was saying, a person who did such a good thing for Israel to make sure that we serve kings, not slaves, he's going to pass away at such a young age. And that's why the crying was for good. Now, according to the one who says that the Navi was crying for bad, Hashem brought Yehezkel to the gate of Hashem's house that's facing east. And he saw 25 people, and between them was Yazanya and Pelatyahu. And it says about these 25 people, Hashem brought him in his nevuah to the courtyard of the Beit HaMikdash. And over there, there was 25 people. Their backs were towards the Hechal and their faces were facing east. Now, from the fact that they're facing east, and I don't know that they're facing that their back is towards the west, towards the hechal. Rather, Hashem, why you tell me that their backs are towards the hechal? 
kelape mala. They would uncover and relieve themselves towards Hashem. And when he died in the middle of his life, and the Haskell was upset. Why should a person who was this bad die on in his bed? So he was crying for for bed. It sounds like Shmuel. It makes sense to say that Shmuel is the one who said that Yehoshkel cried for bad. The place called Mushkanisk is like Babel. Uh, it's like the exile in regards to lineage. It's good. The city called Meshon. No one cared for it. No one really paid attention and said that they're Avadim or Mamzerim. What was the real story? The Kohanim that lived there didn't care about marrying uh, uh, divorcees. So the story is that the, 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 the girls over there are halalot, they're halalim, and therefore a Kohen is not allowed to marry a girl from there. The fact that Shmuel says that there was no slaves over there, then you can't say that... Pelatiahu sent the slaves there. So the reason he uh, cried is because uh, he died a good death. The Gemara says, No, it could be Shmuel held, uh, he was crying for good. Shmuel, who said, The reason we don't care about Meshan, you know, meaning that he doesn't hold that anyone over there is slaves. According to his reasoning, if someone makes his slave owner list, that's it, he goes out free, he's like a regular Jew, he doesn't need an emancipation document. Why is it called the Eved Ish, the slave of a man? Eved Ish velo Eved Isha? That can't be. Ella, rather, why does it say Eved Ish? Eved Sheesh lo Reshut Rabo Alav Karu Eved. An Eved, Shmuel holds an Eved who his master is on top of him, is in control of him, is considered a slave. Eved Sheen le Rabo Reshut Alav and Karu Eved. If there's a slave and his master doesn't have any jurisdiction, no power over him, he's not considered a slave. He's considered a free man completely. And therefore, all these slaves that were sent to Meshan, their original owners have no control over them. Therefore, they're considered free. So it could very well be that Shmuel held that Yehoshkel cried for good. Now, up until now, we learned the famous saying that the entire world is considered a dull a mixture of kasher and pasul lineages compared to Eretz Yisrael, and Eretz Yisrael is considered a mixture to Babel. The Babel is the best. Amar of Yudah, Mashmuel, Zod, Meir. He's the Tan of our Mishnah. All the lands have a Hazaka of Kashrut. Amemor allowed Rav Huna to marry a girl from the city called Mahoza, which is outside the Bebel area. And Amal Rav Asher, Rav Asher told Amemor, Why are you allowing that? Because the Amar of Yudama Shmuel Zodi Verebi Meir, the Aval Hakamim Omrim Kolat Sod Beheskat Kashrut and Omdon, and we hold like Hakamim that all the lands are Kasher. The Yeshiva of Rav Kana didn't say that in the name of Shmuel. Neither did the Yeshiva of Rav Papa. And the Yeshiva of Rav Zevid didn't teach that either. Rather, they all said that Babel is the best land. 
And the Gemara says, "Afilu achi lo kibla mine." Still, Amimor didn't accept Rav Asher's words. Mishum de Shamia alem Rav Zevid in Hadia because he heard this from Rav Zevid from from Nehadia that Shmuel said that all lands have Hiskat Kashrut. And Tanura Banan Mamzere untine tehorim laatid lavo. In the future, Mamzerim and Netinim will be tahor. That's the very Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Meir Omer. And tehorim, they will not become pure. And Amar lo Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi told Rabbi Meir, v'halok var ne'emar, but the Pasuk says, v'zarakti alechem ma'im tehorim uthartem, Hashem is going to throw water to purify everyone. It sounds like even the mamzerim, Amar lo Rabbi Meir, k'shehu omer, mikol tum'otechem u'mikol gilulechem. It sounds like Hashem is going to make us tahor from all the tum'ot and from all the avodah zara. But not from the mamzerut. Those are going to stay mamzerim. I'm going to make you tahor. It says plural. It sounds like even from the mamzerut, Hashem is going to purify. I understand according to Rabbi Meir, the pasuk says in the future that the mamzerim will sit in Ashdod. It sounds like they're by themselves separated. But according to Rabbi Yossi, how is he going to explain why the Mamzerim will be in Ashdod? So Rabbi Yossi will explain. Kiddim Targem Rav Yosef, like Rav Yosef explained. Yetvun Bet Yisrael Ruchsan Be'ara'on Dehavu Damu Ba'al Denukhra'in. Ben Yisrael are going to sit in their land in peace, in the same land that they were once considered strangers. So here Mamzerim, meaning he's a czar, he's a stranger not actual mamzer. So the place where Bnei Israel used to be considered strangers, they're going to sit there in peace. And Amar of Yudah Mashimuel Halacha Kerbiosi, that in the future Hashem is going to purify the mamzerim. And Amar of Yosef, he loved the Amar of Yudah Mashimuel Halacha Kerbiosi. If Rav Yudah did not say that Halacha is like Kerbiosi, and we would have been posek like Rabbi Meir, then in the future Hava Ate Eliyahu, then in the future, Eliyahu and Navi would come and start pulling out groups and groups of uh, of mamzerim. Meaning, Baruch Hashem, the halakha is like Rabbi Yossi. Otherwise, we would have been in deep trouble because Eliyahu would have revealed a lot of bad things about us. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem, le'olam, amen, ve'amen.